Not breaking news. Last week's geek news through the lens of two friends with opinions, theories, and fan casting. This is Geek Speak Last Week! Hey guys, welcome back for another episode of Geek Speak last week. I am Ed. I'm here with my partner in crime, Brian. Say hello. What's going on, everybody? Um, Brian is a little under the weather today, so forgive him if his voice is a little off, but he sounds fine to me, at least. But uh, Thank you. Yeah, you sound all right. You don't sound as, as enthusiastic as you usually are. I'll say that. I'm 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 a little worn out, but I'll be I'll be all right. <laughs> all right. Um. So yeah, I guess uh we'll just get into it. Uh, the first bit of news for the week, kind of big, kind of huge ramifications. If anything comes from this, is uh, Marvel is being sued by the families of the creators of some of their characters, and that means we could possibly be getting all kinds of shakeups in the MCU. So that's my that's my biggest worry is what if people start getting plucked and can't use this person, can't use that person. I I really doubt it's ever going to come to anything like that um, because uh, the guy that's the lawyer that's in, that's handling this handled um, um, a very similar attempt uh, over at DC and Jack Kirby a couple of years back. And yeah, I read I read that, too. Yeah, and 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 that fell apart towards the end, um, and whatnot. I I personally feel I I don't think a retaliation lawsuit by Marvel was the smart way to go about it. No, should have done is tried to figure out a way to settle. Um, because these people they do the the original creators and obviously their estates because most of these guys are passed by now, but um, they do they deserve credit for this stuff and. That's where I'm kind of torn. I'm, I think that the creators deserve their due. And obviously, in turn, their families, who are the people who are left to actually monetary, monetarily collect on that, they are due as well. Um, but it just sucks for fans who are, like, stuck in the middle. And uh, so I think you're absolutely right. I think countersuing them was just... Another, I think it's another thing where kind of with the Disney blasting back at uh, Scarlett Johansson, it's just in poor taste. And like, these are it's a power. It's a it's a it's a power move. Yeah, it's an it's an unnecessary power move. And both situations could have been handled a lot uh, a lot better without having to, uh, you know, literally just bring it to court in such a manner this these ones uh specifically because it's not like they're asking for uh you know uh half of ownership of the the thing they just want a piece of anything that's coming from the movies now that these characters are switching over to movie for um for uh um uh, movie form so i i think I feel like that's either what's going to end up happening in the long run. Um, yeah. I feel like this was just shots fired. Yeah. And um, 
I feel that in the end, they'll be able to uh, work this out in a way that's uh, amicable for both, uh, both parties. And in the end, uh, you know, we won't even see any issue. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, again, they weren't asking, weren't coming for the whole ownership. They weren't coming for half. They were coming for a margin of what was going on, you know, just a little, you know, a little percentage of it, which I guess they don't want a precedent set is probably the reason that they're so hard on the fact that they don't want to do that because then you'll have every creator coming for every character, which exactly. I mean, but again, at the end of the day, just, I I feel it's only the right thing to do. Just pay the creators a percentage and, you know, do the right thing because you're making tons and tons and tons of money at the end of the day. I, I, I feel, well, I mean, this, the, the thing that we're not mentioning is, is that this is a copyright situation. It's not just, it's right. not just an ownership thing. These characters, their copyrights, you know, go up after a certain amount of time and they either have to, the company either has to vie for it or the estate is, trying to vie for it and that's basically what's happening is is basically uh both people both parties are trying to vie for the same thing at the same time right i like i said in in this situation it's like let the companies have the copyright but make sure that any party involved that is connected to any estate gets some kind of kickback no matter what like it should that that should be like par for the course in any kind of negotiation when you're when you are uh adapting a character yeah in my personal opinion because realistically without those creators creating these characters we would have no characters to watch in these movies and adaptations and reading these books so just take care of them you know what i mean and uh, it gets a little bit more involved when it's the estate of a person who's no longer living um as to, okay, if they're no longer around, do we owe these people anything? But uh, I just feel that it's kind of the wrong thing to do because <clears throat> comic books were created to make people happy. And this is just ugly shit to me. You know what I mean? And, it, and it, I get it. Everybody's out for a buck. But at the same time, it just, I don't know. It leaves a bad it, taste in my mouth. It's funny you say that, though, because it's not like this thing doesn't this kind of thing doesn't happen in comic books as well. Oh, sure. And there was the whole there was a whole Rob Liefeld debacle with a bunch of his characters or um, and slash Alan Moore characters like who actually owns these characters because they were co-created over at Wildstorm and um, so on and so forth. So, I mean, you even have things situations like characters that were created. You have. Angela, who was created over at Image Comics, now right. being a Marvel creation. I'm not a creation, but being owned by Marvel now. Right. I like I don't even remember how that came to be. I I, I it was some weird convoluted situation. And I just remember going, Oh, that was just weird. Like that that's was that's just strange altogether. And now Image can't use that character at all without consulting Marvel. Right. And that was that was the reason that was what sprung from that whole thing is where uh, Wildcats and 
all those other team books in the 90s came from was because when Rob Liefeld, even though he created all those guys, he couldn't use any of the X-Force and the all those people that he created Deadpool couldn't use right. so he you he would make proxies over in in a image which right. were cool on their own but it was just more of a I can't use these properties so I'm going to create something very similar which is you know I guess a tale as old as time because they've been doing that for years but yeah no it, it's definitely it's it's definitely an interesting situation I, I hope it does play out beneficially for uh everybody especially the fans and everything else so yeah. we'll see how that goes and everything and you know since we were just talking about how it, it it goes over to you know one one thing going from one medium to another uh i see we're talking about the wastelanders hawkeye podcast yeah which I, at the time that i read it i mean it, it sounds like a really cool idea i wasn't aware you told me because i must have missed the news there are several of these that I wasn't aware of. Well, no, there's only one <laughs> podcast. There's an old man star. There's a Wastelanders old man Star Lord podcast. Okay, and I thought there was but, another one as well. But there's a com. I, there might be. I might be wrong. But there's comic books coming out that all like that 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 podcast it in and of itself is a spinoff of the old man Logan comic book, and gotcha. there was an old man Hawkeye comic well yeah an old man hawkeye um comic book that came out after old man logan yeah he originated in old man logan i i knew that yeah it was like yeah it was a prequel to that and so when you told me about this podcast i thought it was really interesting because i didn't know that they were doing another podcast but i find it interesting because um one i'm not sure if old man star lord was a dramatization of the old man quill comic book that actually had come out a couple of years ago because they've continued that, that, that old man quill. Okay. And now they're doing um, a series of one shots coming out at the end of the year, which continue them even further where we're going to get an old man, another old man, Logan one shot that actually takes place after the old man, Logan, series so we finally see what happens when him and the baby hulk go off on their adventures um we're gonna get an old man hawkeye one shot that chronicles his training uh under daredevil after he's blinded to become the blind archer that we meet in old man logan we're gonna get an old man an old man quill follow-up for called old man star lord um and we're going to get the first appearance of uh Black Widow in that old man timeline with an old man, old, old man or old old woman, Black Widow. Yeah. Um, well, just reading a, one shot a bit on that, that th those are the three podcasts that are uh, that are announced so far. There's a old. Well, they're not calling it. They're calling it Wastelands Black Widow, but it's an okay. old, old Black Widow. And check yeah, that's what it is. I Wastelanders. just read it. She's going to be voiced by Susan Sarandon. How fucking nice. awesome is that, dude? That's nice. I didn't know. Really see, I didn't. So this is cool that they're doing this on two fronts like this. Um, the, the thing that popped out at me when I was reading the thing about uh, uh, the Hawkeye one, which I said I, I didn't know about these other ones. Um, Stephen Lang cast as 
old man Clint Barton Hawkeye, which is just perfect. Wow, perfect. Jeff's kiss, it's perfect. Um, Joe Morton cast as Ringmaster, which Joe Morton's my dude from back in the day. Um, Sasha Lang as Ash Barton, Michelle Hurd as Bobby Morse Mockingbird, uh, Leah De La Ria. I don't know her name. I don't know who she is, but she's playing uh, Mystique. Uh, Tracy Thomas, who you know from, jeez, uh, what, what the movie that I know Death from? Death Proof. Death Proof, exactly. She's playing Kate Bishop. <clears throat> what? Yeah, yeah. And once I saw these these names in the in the voice cast, I was like, oh, this sounds awesome. And that's what piqued my interest in talking about it today. But I had I'm no gonna... idea until you shot back that text saying there's also like comics and there's also. Uh, another Star Lord thing coming out, and um, just looking at the cast for the Star Lord one, pretty cool too. Um, Dylan Baker playing the voice of Doom. Um, Timothy Busfield really playing Star Lord. Um, from Field of Dreams and Thirty Something, uh, it, which it, I really like that guy. It's funny you say Doom because that was the last of the comics to round out their one shots. It's Wastelanders Doom. Oh, so maybe this is like he's the first villain getting his own Wastelanders comic. Gotcha. Oh, Danny Glover is in it, uh, playing a character I don't know named Red Crowder. Don't know him. Um, and Vanessa Williams. I don't know if this is the Vanessa Williams. This can't be Vanessa Williams. Vanessa Williams. It is Vanessa Williams. Oh wow, Vanessa Williams playing Emma Frost. Oh yeah, I could I could totally see that. And the last one on the list here that I'm looking at, Chris Elliott as Rocket Raccoon, which yeah, I could that's that really too. good casting, too. Um, so these sound like they're going to be a lot of fun. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know too much about the comics, but I now want to check it out. Um, but it just sounds like a cool. Something cool to listen to because you and I were big podcast people and we listen to probably I probably listen to maybe six a week, something like that. So this will just be another one where I'll have to add it to the rotation because it sounds like it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm. I'm still. I'm finishing up my Marvel method, and then I'm probably going to jump into the Star, uh, the Wastelanders, Old Man, Star Lord, and then the new ones when those hit. Um, I have um, hardcover Old Man Logan because my friend lent me the single issues of that, and I was like, that was one of the coolest things I've ever read in my entire life. I must have it. So I got the hardcover of that and I have old man Hawkeye, which was really good as well. I need to get um, old man Quill. And I do want to get the ongoing series of old man Logan, where he was brought into the 616 universe. And then yeah. the series that they, that they had that capped it off of, which was called dead man Logan. So I want to, I want to get all of that because even though it's not exactly that Logan from Old Man Logan, it's an analog of him. And yeah. I really enjoyed the fact that they brought him in after Wolverine died in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And uh, just the I dynamic like of him playing off of team members and being this even older. I mean, we say old man, but I mean, he is over 100 years old in the regular 616. So even an older one who doesn't really have too much interaction with the team per se. I, I think it's going to, that's probably a really good comic to read just for the interactions between the characters. I'm, I'm interested now. 
Oh yeah, there's a whole. I can't remember the run, but there was a whole run of X Men where he was uh, on a team, and uh, I read I read it because they had it at the library, and it was pretty good. Like they they like you said, the interactions were really good. Some of the interactions we had with specific characters were fantastic. Like with with uh, the new Wolverine and her sister Scout. Like he like that. At first, it was bad, and then like it, it, there was a lot of because I'm coming from where I am, where I was from, and I know how things are supposed to play out. Right. I, I'm hard headed, so I can't see that you guys haven't even gotten there yet. So there's all of this him trying to protect and stop things from happening that yeah. aren't even guaranteed to happen yet. Right. So right. yeah, it was it was it was a good it was a good storyline. I'm looking forward to these comics, and I'm definitely looking forward to this podcast. So the first episode of that um of that Hawkeye one comes out October fourth, so that will be okay. So first. next week, yeah. Um, the the ones like you said, the ten uh episodes of the what they're calling Star uh, the Wastelander Wastelander Star Lord that that podcast. There was ten episodes and they're already all out. So check right. them out. I'm start listening. I'm I'm definitely gonna have to start listening to that one as well. Um, and that the Black Widow one, I'm in the bag. Susan Sarandon's one of my all-time favorite actresses, so I'm definitely in in on that one. Um, another bit of news: <laughs> these things will not fucking stop. They will not stop. Red Hood is announced for an HBO Max series. I again, I mean, it's we're just reiterating every time we say something like this. But what is ha- why? Like where? Does it fall? What is it? Because we don't even have a movie that establishes a Robin yet at all. Like zero, none, zip, zilch, nothing. So to have a Red Hood show, either they're going to do it in back, you know, in flashbacks. I have no clue. It makes this one out of all the ones we've previously said week to week. This one makes the least sense overall in my opinion i just don't understand it i don't know what they're doing it if they would at least say you know what their plan is i could get behind it but this is just and they haven't released one of them none of them have been oh it's in development or they're all development none of them are in production and it's every week there's a new property announced that they're going to start to make a show about and they don't make any goddamn sense to me. Like, are they attached to the Batman? Are they attached to the Snyderverse? Are they their own thing? What the hell is going on? And it's driving me nuts. The the thing is with them is it's like it's okay to have all this stuff into development, but how about you get it past the 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 we had an idea phase before yeah. you make an announcement. Exactly. Like, there's there's nothing wrong with having all these, but get something concrete going before we're like, oh, we're making this. Like it just every five minutes going, we had an idea. Let's make this. Yeah. It, that's, you, know, that's, you know who's cool? Red Hood. You know what people like? Red Hood. Let, oh, just let's make a series. That. Yeah. Let's make a series. It's just and no. here's the here's the thing. All of these series could be really good and intriguing, but there, like you said, there's no, there's, there's no, there's nothing to establish half of these characters in any other, from any other universe. So, 
I mean, if there, I mean, there are for like Deathstroke, for example. But again, we have three different versions of Deathstroke. Yeah. So if you're gonna do a series, why? and that's the you thing, just if- did an anim- you literally just did an animated series that that was really good. You could have just continued that. I, what? Why do we if, need to? Con- if they were going to to come out and say, okay, this is a Red Hood series. It's a spinoff of Titans. That makes sense. That yeah, saying that it's a Red Hood series for HBO Max makes no sense. It has nothing to do with anything. And I can't see them doing a spinoff series for Red Hood. I haven't, you know, full full disclosure. I haven't finished the whole uh, season yet. But I mean, there's not much of a character and not enough of a character there. Not to say they couldn't do it because shit, they make things all the time. Um, and he's a he's a good character to explore if you do it well. But then again, if you're talking about if it's the Snyderverse, we have the suit that's in the the Batcave. But then I just read this week that who the hell was it? David Ayer came on and, or, you know, tweeted or whatever the hell he said was basically Snyder's Robin who died was Dick Grayson. Yep. I've heard that. Why the fuck would that happen first? A, that's the first one. Why would you kill off a guy who could potentially be a big character down the line? He hasn't been Nightwing. Just follow. And I know that there's times when it works when you don't follow what happens in the, in the comics, but I feel like the Robins, the lineages of the Robins are one of those things you can't really mess with because there is an inherent flow to them. You need Dick Grayson to leave Batman and become Nightwing for Batman to be alone and and be kind of desperate and then pick up Jason Todd, who he doesn't fully, he just throws him into it because he's not in the right emotional state. And then Jason Todd has to be kind of feel like he's getting the, the, the short end of the stick. And then eventually, you know, be brash and, and go and try to fight the Joker on his own. And then the Joker kills him. And then Batman. So, you know, bereft again, that he ends up not really wanting another Robin until Tim Drake finds him. Like there's a whole way things have to go. And then eventually down the line, you find out Jason Todd, he's back. He's the red hood. Bam. That's how you do the story. You can't do the story. I can't say you can't. I don't see another way for them to do that red hood story. And it to make sense. In my opinion, it just, unless you put the mantle on another person, which Still don't make any fucking sense. Batman White Knight did it actually. That series is do it did it well. They had Jason as the first Robin and Dick as the second. And it was weird, but it it ends up working out because that world is very different than your normal DC world anyway. That Batman is very different than your normal Batman anyway. So it, it, it works for that story. I don't necessarily see that you have to follow everything story beat for story beat, but with the way Snyder was going, we were never going to get a Nightwing because at this point, when we get Batman, he's so far, he was already so far gone. We would, we should have already had a Nightwing in that. So yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm 
that is it is what it is. They're still supposedly working on a Nightwing movie too. So I I right. I I again next week just, next week DC, I'm sure we're going to get an announcement that the Nightwing show is in development. I well, uh, yeah, it, the movie has become a show and it's yeah. in development. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it, it, it's news, but it's another one of those. I'm just scratching my head. Like, when are they even going to deliver one of these? Let alone this got to be the sixth one now that we're told mm-hmm. that we're getting. I mean, I don't see it. I don't I don't know. And until they show us something, I don't even believe it, really. I, it, with with their track record, I don't see it even happening. So um, another thing that came out in D.C. News, HBO Max will be uh, bringing us a three part documentary series with the history of D.C. Comics which that does intrigue me. I, I, I will be invested in that. It seems like a no-brainer to me. Um, Marvel has already released, and I think you've said this as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Marvel has already released so many things that are about its history, about its fan base, about the ramifications of the comics throughout the years and how it's you know lent itself to popular culture. For them to be this far behind, on doing something like that, it's, I mean, this is something that they should have had in the bag. You know what I mean? They, but the fact they, that they're coming with it now, I'm happy. Well, I mean, yeah, but to me, it's just, it really just seems kind of, it's just, it, it's, it's not too little too late, but like you've literally had, they had their 70th, the 75th, and now they're on their 80th milestones yep. and they cel- celebrated and I'm using air quotes you know, by doing variant covers and things like that. And, you know, they put out a short here or a little something there. And it's like, I personally, 75, this should have been the real big one. 80 is okay, but 75 should have been the real big one. And since you literally have like three characters every year reaching these, these milestones, basically you have Wonder Woman, Superman and Batman every year hitting those milestones in the same year. I don't understand why we're not doing something huge. They, the 75th should have been huge. I mean, really if this been. were Marvel in the same predicament, they would have had some kind of uh, D23 expo. They would have had a TV special. They would have had some sort of inner promotional thing with the comics and the, and the TV yep. and movies and all that shit. And it would have been a big event. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I, you know, it's just, again, it's, it's beyond me why they do the things they do there, but at least, I don't know. I don't want to say at least now they're trying at least for the, for fans like us. I mean, it's not for lack of wanting this stuff. It's just, we're just so tired of them sucking. It's like, Mm -hmm. get your shit together. You, you are a big brand. You own all of these characters. There is none of that stuff with Marvel where you have to keep on worrying about where the rights lie and all that stuff. Your Warner Brothers, DC and Warner Brothers are in bed together. So it's so easy. I don't understand why they are making it so difficult. You know, they can't get out of their own way. It's very odd to me. Um, but I just hope that they make I just hope that they make it fun and interesting. Like don't don't just make this a three-part like run-of-the-mill documentary like make it fun make it interesting make it you know make it worthwhile make it something that somebody would like to watch again yeah i agree and i mean 
it's really all going to come down to the production value, I think, what they're going to do with it. I mean, there are good documentaries. There are subpar documentaries. Um, and to an extent, the content is what makes a documentary work. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's a visual art as well. So having those two mesh well together and getting the right pop culture people to speak on it. I mean, they would, it would be in their best interest. I don't say they have to, but get Michael Keaton in there, you know, get the people who played these characters iconically get, you know, all the guys who played Superman to be talking heads, get all the guys who played Batman's to be talking heads. Obviously not all of them are going to come, but try, Um, you know, get people who, have directed the movies who have started the movies who have written the movies the, the original writers of the comics all that stuff will make it special and make it where like you just said watchability like i would want to watch it more than once mm-hmm. <laughs> unfortunately i have no faith in the fact that they will do that at all like i think it will be one guy narrating it over p- panels of comic books talking about the history of the the comic book company and while you and i will watch it and probably find something enjoyable out of it the masses will go well that was fucking boring mm-hmm. and it will be another thing just push it to the side you know what i mean mm-hmm. unfortunately that seems to be the way they do things and i i'm not trying to be negative i, I feel like i am being very negative I want it to be good. I want them to do good things and I want them to, you know, succeed. It's just like they, they fucking refuse. They refuse to do things that people like, and I don't get it. Well, I, like I said, I feel like everything is very business oriented with them. It's very rigid. It's very, these are the numbers. These are the stats. These are the things that we, that we have heard. And these are the things that we have notice so this is what we're going to go for we're not going to give you the things that you're actually asking for right we're going to go for what we think you want and it's like no give us what we're asking for yeah and then they course correct halfway through the thing and then fuck it up even worse than it already was which and then try and be like see look we're giving you what you wanted yeah oh (laughs) yeah exactly Uh, it's just uh, it's a shit show anyway on to happier things um did you have a chance to to look at the uh the trailer for Muppets Haunted Mansion yet? I sure did. Oh, that looks like fun, dude. I can't wait. I can't wait for that to come out. Um two of my favorite things. Uh the Haunted Mansion is one of my favorite rides in Disney, if not my favorite ride in Disney in Disney. Um and the Muppets as far back as I can remember, they've been a part of my life and I love them. So that that trailer it had the right amounts of silly, funny Muppet stuff and right amounts of Haunted Mansion kind of not spooky, not scary, scary, but like kid spooky stuff right in time for Halloween. I cannot wait to watch this thing. That um, Jim Henson was the first celebrity death that actually like really affected me. Yeah, I remember. Uh, being pretty bummed out about it. A friend of uh, mine, actually, Mike, the same one we talked about a couple of episodes ago, he's a huge uh, Henson fan. So much, in fact, that his son's middle name is Henson, nice. which uh, he's he's probably the biggest Muppets fan that I know. Um, so 
he I asked him what he thought of it. He said obviously he he thinks it's going to be great. Um, it's also Ed Asner's final work before he passed away. So that's interesting as well. It's got quite the cast in there too. Yeah. Um, but it's the Muppets, so they always have a good cast. Yeah, they always have good people in there. Taraji P. Henson looks like she's going to be playing the villain, I guess. Um, there's a lot of people, mm-hmm. John Stamos, Danny Trejo, um, Chrissy Metz, Yvonne Nicole. Yvette Nicole. The thing Brown. is, is, is it's the it's the Muppets. So as soon as someone says we're doing a Muppets movie, would you like to be in? It doesn't matter who the celebrity is. Yeah, exactly. They automatically say yes. Like I I have never heard of one celebrity saying, "Nah, I'm not going to be in a Muppets movie." Right. Like like that's that's too kiddy for me. Like, are you? No, no, no. You're well, never too grown time, to stand next to somebody with their with their hand up a puppet's ass. Most of the people who would be, uh, you know, uh, I guess proposition to be in one of these things is a working actor nowadays who have probably grown up with them same as us in our age range between 30 and 50 say so they are they grow or, up. i'm sorry say again no it's like or they're an older or they're an older actor that never got the chance yeah yeah exactly so I, i'm just really excited for it i can't wait um can't wait for that to come out and I think it's coming out the 8th. So that's in two weeks. Um, so I'll, that'll definitely be added to the Halloween uh, Halloween list every year. Like uh, yep. all the other ones that we've been talking about um, in the last couple of weeks. So I uh, can't wait for that one to come out. Um, I also saw that the uh, voice cast was re- revealed for the uh, Mario Brothers animated movie. Um I know you have a lot to say. That, about this. No, it's not that I have a lot to say. It, I That movie, when it was announced, was like, I was just literally like, whatever. Like, good. I'm glad it's animated. I'm glad you didn't try and do a live action. And then, you know, it was when I found out it was Illumination. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. You, you got you you got you got the you got them doing that so the animation is going to be crisp it's going to be clean it's going to be nice to look at that's going to be good and, and, and if you have some decent writers it'll be all right then i read that cast and i was like i don't know what they're doing like yeah. it, it's not that it's not that it, it's people are like this cast is so ridiculous none of these people should be in this movie and i'm just like if they put these people in this cat if they cast these people in these roles they're doing something very different than what you're expecting because yeah. what you're expecting is them to be making going with is like nah we're gonna do the game meets wreck it ralph without wreck it ralph yeah i i, I was really surprised when they said that chris pratt was going to be mario I mean, that's not the name that jumps out <laughs> as soon as you're uh, as soon as you think of Mario. Um, not to say I don't think he could do it and do it well. It was just like one of those things where I was like, really? OK, yeah, he's a funny dude and I like him in a lot of things. Charlie Day is Luigi. Again, not the name I would think of, but also, OK, he's another funny guy. I think he could do it well. Jack Black was kind of for Bowser. I was like, that makes sense. I can get, I can get behind that. And then Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. 
was like, first of all, I didn't even know Donkey Kong was going to be in it. But then Seth Rogen to voice him. That's pretty crazy. Um, Anna Taylor Joy is Princess Peach, which sort of makes sense. Um, There's just a lot of stuff in here that like and that's only some of them. I'm sure there's going to be a ton of like cameos and and casting. Michael Key is playing somebody, too, right? Uh, Yeah, he is playing Toad. Um, Keegan Michael Key, Fred Armisen is in it. He's playing Cranky Kong. See um, that right there. It's like that cast right there for those characters turns this movie into something completely different because yeah. they're not, you can automatically tell they're not trying to go with the voices that were close to anything from the, the, the original games. Right. So no more. It's a me Mario. We're not yeah. getting that. And, and I'm okay with that because personally, after I grew up with, Captain Lou Albano as freaking Mario. I couldn't stand that that voice as Mario. Like that just hurt me every time I heard it. I was just like, oh no. Like, okay. I was like, no, no, why? That's no. So this is gonna be, like I said, this is gonna be Wreck It Ralph without Wreck It Ralph. It's it's going to be very it's gonna be ridiculous. It's gonna be. I feel it's going to be fun, but it's not what everyone expects. We're going to get our standard adventure, but it's going to be very something very different. I, I, I really, I feel like it's going to be like, I feel like they may be trying to go like straight up, like origin style. And, and so things are going to be very crazy and different. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not the hugest Mario fan. But when I read this cast list, I was like, oh, this sounds like something I will definitely watch. Um, again, like the Lego movie, when that was originally coming out, it's like, who gives a shit about Legos? Like, I'm not a Lego guy. Never was. Still not. Never was. But the even the, the toy, I'm like, OK, I can see how some people would like that. But a movie about that toy, I was like, what the hell is going on? Then that movie comes out and it's maybe one of the best animated movies I've ever seen. Yep. It's it's amazing. And that was when I was like, okay, you can't just say write something off just because it might not be, you know, something that you're 100 percent invested in because that movie was fantastic. Um, I I, and I haven't haven't invoked it in a while, but the Heath Ledger clause. Yeah, true. That's what I call it. I, I. I, I call that the Heath Ledger clause because everyone was up in arms when he was cast as the Joker. Uh, not anymore. Like, no. and, and when people said Ryan Reynolds is voicing Pikachu, everybody was probably, what the hell? No, what? What? No. What? Right. And it, and, but it worked. It worked because of the story that they were trying to tell. Right. Yeah. So, so this, this could be just in the same line as Pokemon and the Lego movie uh, where it's just kind of goes above and beyond what you're expecting and, and delivers. So I'm excited for it. I'm definitely, uh, definitely going to be watching that when it comes out. I'm looking um, forward to it. I, I personally, I just, like I said, I, I didn't care about it before, but now that that, that voice cast is, I'm not saying that I'm like, ooh, 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 I'm itching, but when it hits, I'm like, when the first trailer hits, I'm, I'm going to be on it. Like, I want to see what they're doing. I need to see what they're doing. Before I make any more decisions. Um, also, uh, there's some other video games news that just came out. So I'll let you 
hand that over to you, let you talk about that. Um, well, there's a rumor going around right now. Um, well, first let me say this. Um, the the uh the people over in Insomniac are still putting out some information about Spider-Man 2 and things like that. And what they were saying is is that uh Spider-Man 2 is going to be a darker story and it's gonna be their Empire Strikes Back, which I I don't even, I don't even know how I feel about that because after the end of the last game, that I, I don't I don't I don't tear up in video games very often. And that got me twice and that put me through some stuff. So like I I don't even know what they're gonna do. I mean like I'm sure it can be dark without having to to like stab me in the, the gut like that one did, but I I don't I don't know. Anyway, um on a happier note though um. Actually, on a much happier note, um, uh, about a month ago, I found out about a game coming out called Hot Wheels Unleashed for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox, uh, Xbox Series X and S and uh, PC um, and Switch. And um, it looks like a whole lot of fun. Um, I, I actually said I had already bought the last game that I was going to buy for my PlayStation 4, and that just went out the window when I saw this. Um I don't know if anyone ever played, excuse me, the Micro Machines game for um, the original, I believe it was the original PlayStation back in the day, or it might have even been further back than that, but um, it, it was a it was a gem of a game, and um, uh, I came across um, a video for this new game called Hot Wheels um, Unleashed, and I, I... I I watched the gameplay and was like, all right. And now they're they've got um uh early access and I've been watching more people play and I'm like, you yeah, know, I'm I'm gonna have to buy this game. I it just looks like too much fun. It it's if you are a Hot Wheels fan at all, in the slightest, this is literally like the dream come true for you because those insane tracks that you imagined you you can build because you don't have to worry about having to pay for the track parts so if you want to make a track that's just goes on forever and ever and ever you can do that here and they can go up walls on ceilings under it's amazing the stuff that they can do in this game they've got magnetic tracks so you can go right up the walls like i said be upside down do loop de loops and all kinds of stuff i plus the cars all of the cars actually look like Hot Wheels cars. They don't look like Hot Wheels cars turned into real cars. They are Hot Wheels cars. And so everything has a sense of scale as you're building your tracks in these areas or you're riding these tracks. So they have different areas. Some of them in like construction sites. Some of them are in like skate parks. Some of them are in basements. Some of them are in schools. And so you're going under desks and over lamps and over it, under pipes and through air ducts and it, it just looks like so much fun. So yeah, I, I'm that did look cool and. It, it like gave me flashbacks to when I was a kid because I remember Christmas time watching TV and then the commercial would come on for Hot Wheels with the track that would like glue in the dark. It would glow in the dark and it would go up the wall and stuff. And I remember asking my mom to get it for me and she was like, nah, I don't think it's going to happen, dude. And I was like, oh, I was like heartbroken. Now you can literally just do that in this game. That's pretty awesome all over the place and then like once you've once you've made your tracks you can actually upload them and other people can like 
play them and other and stuff like that you can do you can customize your cars and like with paint jobs and and materials and different so one part of a car that used to be like metallic you can make it plastic or opaque or see-through or whatever it, it's it's actually really really cool but um and when your I'm, parents get mad at you they can't take a piece of the track off and beat your ass with it like our parents could exactly exactly <laughs> and and no one can get mad at you for like having track all over the place and them tripping over it and everything mm-hmm. else like that. And, but like the fun of craziness, like it, it is really there because if you hit the boost at the wrong spot and you will go flying off the track and, yeah. and it's just awesome. Like I, I, I'm really looking forward to playing this game. I'm probably purchasing it tomorrow. Um, and I'm going to have a ball getting it. I'm just grab, I'm trying to scoop up all the cars that I can. They even have like the, they have like kit, and um, a Batmobile, the Turtle oh, Party awesome. Wagon, the Back to the Future DeLorean. They have some Street Fighter cars in there. They got, yo. They, I want the A-Team van. They got Masters of the Universe cars in there, too. I, I would not be surprised that if if the A-Team van is, isn't is one of, like, the other packs. Because they are going to do season passes that where they have extra tracks, more cars, all of that other stuff. So, I'm like, listen, I'm down. I will play this and 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 just have a ball building tracks and just running my cars all up up and down walls and stuff like that and Um, if they do have the uh the cars from the movies and shows they have to have the soundtracks in the background that would be so awesome i don't know if they were able to get the licenses for that Ah. but i will say that they they did definitely they've got some some rather catchy music like i can't lie like i was watching somebody play and i was just like yeah I can definitely see myself. Yeah, yeah. I can race to this. I can definitely race to this. How cool so, would it be though if if you were uh like using kit and it was like then yes. you know like when you when they have special certain specialty cars, if you hit the boost, like they have like some like dinosaur cars, and if you hit the boost, it makes like they have a raptor one, it makes like the raptor sound. Oh, that's cool. It would be cool if it if it did that. Like if you, <laughs> whenever you hit the you hit the turbo, it's just I was like, oh that yeah, that would be very cool. That would be awesome. Um the other thing that um happened just last week that um I was excited about was there was a game that came out a couple of years ago called World War Z, based on the movies. Right. Um third person shooter um zombie game. It was a lot of fun. A lot of people that uh, played it said it felt a lot like um, Left 4 Dead. Um, well, it just got an upgrade. Um, if you ha- don't, if you haven't bought the game, you can actually just go buy World War Z Aftermath right now for forty dollars, and you will get the Game of the Year base version with all the DLC and all the new DLC, which um, is cool. If you don't have, if you do have the base game. And you don't want to purchase uh, any of the the new levels and stuff. You can still get a bunch of different upgrades to like the melee, the melee weapons, um, a new class and all that other good stuff. You just don't get the new levels. Um, But if you do have the base game, it's only $20 to upgrade to the new version. And it gives you everything. If you didn't, if you were like me and you only paid for the base game, you never paid for any of the other DLC, you get all of that DLC now. So I I got the best for my buck when I just did this. Um, You get two new levels, um, a new zombie type, um, rats. God, I hate rats. Um, (laughs) But yeah, 
freaking rats. Uh, you get a new uh, class, a new player class, some new weapon, new melee abilities. Um, and it's it, it's a great upgrade to the game. If you were a fan of the game, I say definitely get it. If you've never played it, I say play it. It's a lot of fun. I, I If you have some friends that have it, it's definitely a lot of fun. You can play it solo, but um, or you can just jump online with um, randos, but it's definitely more fun with a bunch of friends. I'm going to be playing that, and uh, if I get uh, the other game, um, Hot Wheels, I will be playing that this weekend as well. All right, we'll have to check back in for some updates on how, how they are and, and what you think of them, so we'll do that. Um, I guess another pretty big announcement. I mean, it was a lot of stuff they dumped on here. Uh, Netflix came out with some announcements in a package that they were calling to dumb. Uh, yeah. Like the, the noise that from the Netflix to dumb. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they dropped a bunch of new uh, trailers and release dates and uh, all kinds of stuff on there. So we're just going to go through them, you know, talk about them a bit. I'll let you begin, Brian, with a with a red notice. They just showed a clip. I'm I'm just looking forward to it just because of who's in the cast. You got Gal Gadot, you got um, Ryan Reynolds, and you got um, Dwayne Johnson all together in a flick, and yeah. it looked like fun. Like I I I'm not looking for anything amazing out of this. I don't need Oscar worthy performances. I just want some fun yeah. action. Yeah, and it looks like it's going to deliver exactly that. I mean. I'm I'm all for like there there's some times when you just want to turn your brain off and watch action, you know, shoot them up, spy stuff. And some is better than others, but sometimes okay is good enough. This Netflix. one looks like it's going to be better than most. It looks it looks at least like it has a good production quality to it. And the cast right right off the bat, those three are really good. Netflix so. has put out some decent ones. Like even the even the ones that weren't great weren't horrible like the other ryan reynolds one um uh um, underground or nine yeah underground. six underground i had fun with that it <laughs> wasn't great but i had fun with it. it it was what it was i've actually watched that twice but the the next one the, the big one extraction yeah that was good it was and that I'm, was good i mean they the first one kind of banked on the star power of hemsworth but he delivered. I mean, he's yeah. a star. The dude is a star, and he's he proved in that movie that you can pace it. Basically, just put him into almost anything, and it's almost instant, instantly watchable. Um, well, he was in that movie Black Hat, and that didn't do well. That so, was that was a big miss. I'll say that. Although, I uh, I really, uh, how do I say this? I didn't think it was terrible. No. Um. But again. I had to watch it twice. I watched it the first time and was kind of on board with everybody else. Like, ah, eh, this ain't that good. But I mean, it's the director of really, really great movies. Um, and he, you know, he did Heat and he's done the Miami Vice movie and he's done uh what uh what am I missing here? He he's done just great movies. And I was like, right, maybe I'm missing something. You know, Black Hat. I got to recheck. I got to check it out again. And when I did, I liked it a lot more the second time. Yeah, um, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great. But Extraction was definitely a, a much better film. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think that the problem was 
people were thinking that was going to be an extraction type movie. And it's really not. It's it's not so much a action spy movie as it is like a 90s thriller. And, you know, the way the way he uh, the way Michael Mann directed it, it's more like um, back in the day, like the net and the firm and stuff like that. Yep. It was more in that vein. It wasn't shoot them up action guns. It was much it was a much more uh, cerebral movie than mm-hmm. I think people thought it was going to be. Again, it's not it's not great. Don't get me wrong, but it's not nearly as bad as people seem to think it is, because no. a lot of people kind of just dismiss it. Last of the Mohicans was what I was thinking of. And he did Manhunter, which is one of my all time favorite movies. Um, but Michael Mann is one of the best. I mean, he's he's a fantastic director. So when that was his first movie back in a long time. And I remember seeing a trailer for it at uh, San Diego Comic-Con the year that it came out and being like, oh, wow, he's back. This is going to be awesome. And then seeing the movie when it came out and I was like, oh, this isn't as good as I was hoping for. But again, after a rewatch, it, it was pretty good. Yep. I'm look well, I'm like we were saying, though, I'm looking forward to Extraction 2. Um, yeah. I like the I like the little teaser that they put out. It tied directly into the first movie the way the way it happened. Like it's still for me going, eh, I don't know. But at the same time, it's like it's Hollywood. So yeah, yeah, crazy exactly. shit has happened. Yeah, yep. Um, another big thing for me, uh, they came out with the trailer for Stranger Things, new season. Um, the thing that I love about it is it seems like it's going to be completely different. Whereas the other ones were very centered on 11 and what she was doing and what was going on. This seems to almost be a haunted house season. It, it, it kind of needed to change gears after the, I mean, if you look at it, you could just say the first, what four seasons are its own thing. It's own for yeah own, own story. And then they're moving on to another story with some of the same characters. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, those kids have aged so drastically. Um, you know, just as well as I do, going from 11 to 13, 14, 15, that's a huge jump in age. Yep. I mean, even though it's only a few years, kids change so much in those few years. So I guess they are going to obviously have to put a time jump in this story, which will only make sense. It'll also give the eventual reveal of Hopper being alive and being in the Soviet Union a little bit more depth because he will have been there for five, four or five years as, you know, instead of, oh, he was there and then he came back the next season and it's only been a year separated or whatever. Um, So I like that. I I think it looks very cool. It looks um, looks like it's going to be creepy and and spooky and doesn't look like it has the same although at the very very end it kind of shows you that the upside down is still there that aspect is still part of the story but i'm excited to see where it goes i mean i know next to nothing about this so i'm happy to check it out i feel like that's the best way to go about stranger things is to know next to nothing about anything because yeah half of the fun of that show is seeing what they're going to what what they're going to be doing yeah absolutely um the other thing was they put the opening for uh 
the opening credits for Cowboy Bebop, the live action movie that they're going to be doing. Uh, they released that, and I think it was either you or Tone sent the uh, side by side, and they're pretty much exactly alike. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you would have more insight to that than I do. I haven't seen it yet, but um, it, from just from the visual standpoint, it was very captivating i will say that like i def it made you want to see what this show is going to be or this movie is going to be i should say i i know there are a lot there are a couple of people out there that are like uh and and i am too um but i i'm like i'm i'm cautiously optimistic about it because i'm seeing it like there are a lot of people going you know like i hope they don't do what they did i hope this doesn't end up being another death note and i'm like just from that opening alone and and everything else it's not death note for the simple fact that the people making this are fans you can tell they're fans like you can just it's the little things like i i i put something on facebook and i think it was from like an entertainment weekly uh article or something like that and it, it it's like a shot of spike walking in this like open area and then someone circled this table of this just this this group of old men at a table sitting there and then took a shot from the anime and basically was like if you reversed it this is those people at that table are these old dudes in this scene from the anime yeah such a minute detail but the fact that they thought about that and put it in is pretty awesome that's not someone that's going to just fuck it up right that's Sin City levels of detail. Yeah. In yeah, my absolutely. opinion. That's 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 Zack Snyder, Robert mm-hmm. Rodriguez levels of detail. That they they're not they're not skimping on anything when it comes to this show. I really feel like it may not be what everybody expects, but it's not gonna be the the shit show that some are worried it's going to be. It won't be thoughtlessly fucked up. If no. it doesn't hit for some people or if it doesn't connect or resonate with the people who loved the original source material, it won't be for a lack of these people trying to deliver something. Correct. It, it, it'll be for different reasons that, you know, hopefully, hopefully it does. Hopefully everybody enjoys it. But I think that what you're trying to say is basically these guys have done everything they possibly can, or it looks like they're going to do everything they possibly can to deliver as close a replica of that anime as they can. Well, but that, without, but like. without staying slavishly um, close to the exactly the exact story beats and flow and, and everything else, like yeah. and and to me, that's the way an adaptation should be. You right. need to take the bones of what you're using, of what you're making, and yeah. then you you build something else with it, but it's still recognizable as that thing. Yeah. And yeah, so hopefully that's that's what they do. I mean, it looks like that's what they're trying. That's for, what so. it's looking like to me. Like, yeah. That's really what it's looking like to me. I mean, yeah. I mean, like I said, so far, Netflix has been really good with these so far. The next, the, one of the next ones was... Uh, uh, the witcher like everybody loved season one of that and i know i did um and they're looking forward to season two the anime was cool yeah they that's on my list so 
after after you know talking about it a few times that's on my list i think as soon as i'm done well we just finished re-watching breaking bad so there's an opening in our watching uh in our tv watching so i think that may be the next thing we start because i've heard nothing good stuff about it yeah the witcher the actual the series with um probably what we're going to try and then if you know if i like that and i want to continue i'll I'll definitely check out that anime uh i caution if you're planning on bringing your daughter into that because it's more game of thrones levels of yeah i don't think she has an interest so i think i'm okay okay on that one um i think that she's probably gonna go oh what's this about and then i'll tell her and she'll go nah I'm, i'm good um but yeah she's she just watched uh breaking bad with us like i said and even towards that she kind of started losing interest and i'm like layla this is the best part this is the last six episodes of the show it's literally it's all built to this and she's like i don't know can we watch something else can we watch this i'm like no we are watching breaking bad (laughs) for all this time i'm finishing it she's like yeah but you've already seen it i was like i don't care we put the time in we have to finish it. So, so yeah, that'll be the next thing on the docket watching the Witcher and the footage that they show was pretty cool. I mean, again, I saw the trailer for the first season, although it wasn't as actiony as the footage that they showed in that original trailer. I don't think from what I can recall, um, it was more like establishing the character and stuff like that in that original trailer. Um, this one is obviously for people who have been watching it for a couple seasons and they are like, uh, yeah, we already know what it's about, so let's just show the cool stuff, which is great. Well, the season, I'm looking forward to it because everything left off on a cliffhanger, so I'm looking forward to seeing where craziness ensues. But that is one show that I thoroughly enjoy. Um, but the one that I'm looking forward to the most is the yes. next on the list. Yeah, um, this is another one where you've, you've read – uh, well, let's get into it. Uh, the Sandman trailer dropped uh, teaser trailer. I should say it was only about and that was a true teaser. That was yes. a true teaser. There was enough to go. Wow. I want to see more of this, but it gave away nothing. Yep. Um, I have not personally read any of the Sandman Neil Gaiman stuff. I've heard about it and it sounds intriguing and I've always wanted to read it and I've brought it up several times in our comic book club, like, Hey, could we read this? But the answer is always, there's so much of it. You'd have to read it like 10 comic book clubs in a row. Like it's not a one, there's not one run or like one volume that you'd be able to get. That would be, uh, that would tell a whole story, a full story. Well, it's what I was. Yeah. But there, there are, there are, there are, those first couple of volumes are enough to get people intrigued and involved in the world enough that you could have some pretty hefty discussions without knowing everything that happens moving forward. Like really there, it it really like each book in and of itself is there's enough to talk about for like one of your meetings. So like, I, you don't have to continuously go on it. Like it is something that you could start. You go through the first three and then you, if people want to continue, they can. And if they don't, they don't. But yeah. I, I think it I, was more like, 
if we were to read it, we were going to read all three. And it was like, are we going to read three and then talk about it at one meeting? Or are we going to do three weeks in a row? What if people don't like the first book, blah, blah, blah. So I think that was the, that was the hold up on, on choosing the book. Again, that's not stopping me from reading it on my own. I should just, you know, do that, which yeah, I probably should. will. I probably will. Um, because this, this trailer, this was really cool. I mean, the casting had come out a few weeks for it, a few weeks ago, I should say. And the people that they cast, I was looking at the pictures. I was like, oh, I could see that. That's neat. Okay. And I know what all the characters look like because I've, you know, looked it up and stuff like that. But the guy playing Dream, I mean, ripped out of the page. He looks exactly like that character. And it looks fantastic. Um, I'm really, really, really excited to watch this show. And again, maybe I should read the book before I watch the show. But then sometimes it doesn't really matter. I mean, sometimes it's its own thing and all that stuff. So I don't know. Um, but I think I probably will get into reading it soon. Uh, maybe not before I watch the first season of the show. Or you have Audible, <laughs> right? Yeah, I got Audible. Uh-huh. Get the um, get the audio book that's read by James. Um, the, get the audio drama. Who reads it? Who, who's the narrator? Or the, uh, the it's book? not a narrator. There's an, there's literally an audio drama, and James McAvoy is playing death in that. I mean, oh. he's playing the same man in that one. He's playing Morpheus. It's oh, not, cool. and they, they literally just announced the second. I don't know, not a season, but there's the second. Right. Part. Yeah. I got what you're saying. So yeah, it hmm. it. And and that cast is just as ridiculous as the the, the live action cast. Huh. It's just as like you when you see it, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I could definitely listen to them perform this. Okay, so. cool. Yeah, I'll have to check that out then. Um, man, I got a lot of things to start listening to, adding to right? the pile of things I need to watch slash listen to slash read. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean that. The, the trailer you want to say anything else about the trailer other than it looks fantastic i mean i, I no, no like i i go <laughs> look it up and get ready to watch it yeah really if you haven't seen it watch it a lot of the times i am like okay this might not be for everybody if this doesn't like pull you in almost instantly i don't know then i, I you may you may have something wrong with you go to your doctor get checked out Cause as soon as I saw it, I was like, holy shit, I got to see this. Um, and again, knowing almost really, I mean, I know <coughs> tidbits about it, but I'm not like, you know, I haven't read anything about it. I haven't wa- read any of the comics or anything. And as soon as I watched this trailer, I was like, damn, I have to see this. So yeah, do um, yourself a favor and go watch that, that teaser trailer. So the, 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 uh, the audible drama has James McAvoy as more uh, Morpheus cat Dennings as death. John Lithgow as Emperor Joshua Norton, Bill Nighy as Odin, David Tennant as Loki, Brian Cox as Augustus, Jeffrey Wright as Destiny. So yeah, that's that's a that's a cast right there, dude. Yeah, this is, Sandman is pulling in like all the big names right now. That's cool. That's very cool. Um, t- side note, and we didn't get into this at all, and we're talk about it. Did you see the recent, uh, I guess it's the not even news, it's like a rumor, um, McAvoy saying that he would like to 
reprises role as Xavier in an upcoming Marvel movie and kind of like leaving it open-ended. Like they may have talked to me about it. They may not. Oh, I thought he said, he said he was done. No, the last thing I read the other day, somebody brought it up and he's like, Oh yeah, for sure. I'd be into it. Um, and they said, Oh, have you talked to anybody about it? And he was like, ah, maybe, I don't know. And which I've been of the opinion that I don't want anybody from those X-Men movies holding over. Mm-hmm. However, he was so good as young Xavier. I would almost make a, like, I would make, I think I would let him do, or it, not that I would let him, obviously he'll do whatever the hell he wants. And they'll, they'll hire him if they feel like it, but I would be okay with him coming back as Xavier. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's really good in that role. Uh, I agree. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm still with you though. I, I agree with uh, not trying to recast and not bring anybody over. Yep. It, yeah. It's, it just, it muddies things. You know what I mean? It just, people are like, is this part of that? Is it not part of that? So to avoid all that shit, but then again, with this multiverse stuff, they may have a way to bring them in. So you never know who knows. This is very true. Um, you, you never know what they're going to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, well, that was just a side tangent. I'll get off of that. But uh, you had a chance to watch the Star Wars Visions series on Disney Plus. Yeah, all I'm gonna say is watch it. I'm if you haven't watched it yet, then I'm not talking about it. I'm just gonna say watch it. You need to go watch it, and we can discuss it next week when Tone is here and okay. you actually watched it. Haven't we talked about the fact that I have so many things to watch and listen this to? This is going to take you less than an hour and a half, dude. <laughs> stop it. Just uh, stop it. All right. I swear right. you're just I swear you're just reluctant to do it because it's anime and you're worried it's, you're not It's really like not that cuz when we were talking uh last week uh a couple of people and I they were saying how a how good it was and b Hell, and not not to say that it was anything different than what you guys have said about anime. From each episode to each episode, they're so drastic, drastically different. And I'm like, okay, this might be a good way to step step into the whole anime thing. I have my <laughs> list. I haven't gotten into it yet. But this might be my uh, hour and a half, you know, dipping my toe into the pool thing. It, 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 it actually would be a really good way to do it, especially seeing as how you get different anime studios um what did i say i said it's really good it's definite it's 100 percent star wars but it's also 100 percent anime and i said that because i was like and i was describing it to my daughter and they were like because i asked them i was like are you interested in watching it and they were like no and i was like, good then i can sit down and watch it now and i like binge watched the whole thing and i literally was like yeah no this is so anime, it's not even funny. And I said the same thing about Batman Ninja, but for a completely different reason. That was literally them taking something and going like, we're not going to look at Batman through the eyes of, you know, you guys. We're going to take Batman over to our world and he's going to just play. And they went in and they went nuts and literally threw everything you could possibly think of in this thing. And I, at some points I was like, I don't know if that really works, but Hey, I'm having a good time with this. Everything they did worked. Even the similar stories had enough differences in them that you couldn't go. "Eh, It's just the same story as the other one, like two episodes ago. It was like, Oh yeah, no, 
we're working on somewhat of the same idea, but we're looking at it from two different angles. Okay. And so, yeah, but it was, it was a hundred percent anime. And, and the only reason why I say that is because literally the second episode is about a band. And I was like, Okay, and and an art style threw me off, but I was like, "This is a hundred percent anime, though." Like as I'm watching it, and as I'm like, "I'm like, this is a hundred. This is you can't get more anime than this story right here," and and yet it's still a hundred percent Star Wars. And I was like, "This is really good. I need more of this. I need more of these stories, like ASAP." Okay. If they and 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 if they don't continue some of them, I understand that. But I already heard the first one is getting continued in 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 a in a graphic novel form or novel form. Okay. So they already have tie-ins to this uh, Star Wars Visions thing going on. So, um, yeah, I I really say look, if you're a Star Wars fan, watch this. If you're an anime fan and you've always wanted to see Star Wars in anime form watch this it's so good and i really can't get into anything else without like somewhat spoilers so that's why i really want you to watch it first before we even go into this any more than that because me and because me and tone are gonna yeah there's certain things like there's one episode as soon as it started i literally went (laughs) and for the listeners who can't see what he did he just jumped back in his chair and put his like i was a little yeah i was a little kid like what are we doing we're actually doing this. This is brilliant. And yeah, it, 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 yeah. Blew my mind. And, and for all the sticklers out there going, but where does this fit into can't It doesn't, it never, it was never supposed to, it's not going to, if anything, you can tell where these stories are supposed to take place within the star Wars timeline, but not where they would fit in within the star Wars. They're not affecting anything that's already. The, the, yeah. Like you, you can't, you're not gonna sit there and this fits in between Empire Strikes Back and da 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 da. Oh yeah, it does, but not. But that they don't, it. they don't affect the greater universe. Exactly, okay. they're there. They they have time. They basically have timestamps, just so yeah. that you can have a setting and know what's going on. Self-contained stories that don't really yeah. have effects on on other stuff. Got so, it. Yeah, so you you literally have some prequel error. You have some post uh post empire era you have some during the original movies you have some taking place before the prequels like it, it yeah it was it, right. it's pretty good I, I i and there are a lot of nods in there there really are a lot of nods one thing i will say is you're going to hear one of the most famous star wars lines and it's in every episode and i absolutely love that they did it can you guess what it is can i think guess? i can Never tell me the odds. No, no. Got a bad feeling about this. Uh, I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, that's that's the other one. That's the number one right there. Everyone, (laughs) everybody. That's that's in every movie. Got a bad feeling about this. I got a bad feeling about this. Well, I have a good feeling about watching this, so I will. I'm going to. You know what? So say before we record our next episode, which is in about six days, five days, I will watch all the episodes so we can have conversation before we jump into our proper uh, episode next week. So we will definitely do that. Um, moving on, I guess we're going to, we're going to touch on one other thing. 
So this episode of What If, episode seven, um, what did you think, Brian? Um, sorry, I was trying to remember. Put what you on the spot. Because <laughs> we get so close to the new one that like my brain starts to like just erase the last one. Not that it was bad or anything. It's just like, it's just, yeah. No, um, it was definitely lighter. Um, super duper light, almost to a fault. Like I, I, nah, I enjoyed the crap out of it. I needed that. I thought it was fun. Three I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was fun and I liked it, but I was like, this is it. Like, that's barely a story. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's how I felt about it. I was, I, I, I guess, for me, it was like I said. I just needed something so light after everything that happened in the last three episodes or four episodes almost. So having it just be literally just a giant party for the whole thing. And then like still seeing certain things play out, you know, uh, like Thor's relationship with Loki. And uh, we got to see something play out that people have been wondering about for a little bit which was the whole Captain America versus Thor. So oh, yeah, that was interesting. Um, voice cast, uh, again, replacements were really good. Not that we really got to uh, hear the Warriors 3, but none of them were their actual voice actors. But No, Jamie Alexander was. Uh, no, the Warriors 3. Oh, not, yeah, not, not Sif. Not Sif. Not Sif. Sif okay, definitely the other was. three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, um, but, Frigga and uh and Captain Marvel were also not their voice actors and they were you know pretty decent so um but the story was like I said it was like I didn't I didn't want anything crazy but that ending <laughs> I <Just> out of <laughs> I'll say this I was like that's really a cool thing to see but after thinking about it for five minutes, I was like, "This shit don't make any sense." It does. And it, it really yeah, does. I re- okay, I'll, I'll I'll let you explain because I was just like, "What the?" Fuck? He's not from that world. I know that. That's I all. know that, but I mean, like, I don't know. <clears throat> there was. I'm no... sure we're gonna find out in the next in the next week. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, tomorrow. Like, <laughs> right now we're recording. It's gonna come out. It's gonna come out actually tomorrow. today. Oh, you're right. It does come out today. You're absolutely right. Um, so this what I what I like about ahead. the ending was you go ahead on the on the positive, and then I'm gonna come back with the negative. So go ahead. What I liked about it, this what I liked about that ending was the was was the watcher's response. That was cool. Which was just it was just he was ready to wrap up the story, and then wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Like I, I that's and because and, and that's exactly what the audience said too. It was wait what, what is, and then yeah. So I I enjoyed it. I can't I see I like each episode, but the thing is, is it's like I already I know that it's all building to something. So it's like I need the complete thing for me to judge the whole thing. Like. I can yeah, judge an episode, I guess, I guess episode you're right. but I'm enjoying every episode of this regardless. Like I haven't been, haven't sat there and been like, this sucks. Like, no. it's, an, it, 
it's Although an animated I've, show. I've, I've I've made it pretty pretty apparent I dislike that Doctor Strange episode very much. But this one wasn't can't say I wasn't entertained. I thought it was entertaining. I just thought it was superfluous. It didn't have any there was nothing about it that was important or and I get that that was probably part of the it was probably by design. I get that. It was to leave you in a place of going, oh, that was just a fluffy episode. And then this bam, they hit you with this hammer over the head at the end. I get that. But I mean, as a storytelling, you know, as a show, it should tell a story and it should tell a compelling story and it should have a beginning and a middle and an end. This one was just didn't do it for me. I will say that there was good parts of it. And I thought that there was funny lines and I thought that all the stuff in the background, all the cameos in the background were very cool to see and all that stuff. Um, Just overall, I thought it was just not a very good episode of the show. Um, But again, I I thought it was entertaining. I just didn't think it was very good. And that ending was cool. But at the same time, it was just like, okay. So they used this episode to, you know, almost pull the rug out from under us. I get that, but... Well, I, I think they used the episode to set up what their big what their big bad is. Yes, but there was nothing throughout the story that was leading there. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's see, but that's because you're looking at it from that needing to be connected. It's not like that. I mean, if you haven't noticed the way half of these things end, they don't end in a way that either one you're expecting or two that actually like either wraps up yeah or... that's that's kind of frustrating honestly i mean i know why they're doing it it but it is frustrating it, it's if you're looking for a show i'm thinking of uh other anthologies because this is pretty much an anthology show or it, you should watch maybe Star that's Wars maybe that's my problem maybe that's my problem i'm thinking of this show as an anthology show because that's what the comic books were. They're basically a running anthology comic book. So going into this, I was expecting that. And I know that it's leading to something down the line. I knew that we've talked about that. However, to deliver on the anthology uh, idea, all those stories, short as they may be, have a beginning and a middle and an end. They have a first act, a second act, a third act. These leave you on the second act and go most of them, not all of them, and leave you going, well, I really wish I knew how this is going to tie up. But then again, at the end of this, of most of them, I go, oh, I know why they're keeping it open because they're going to deliver something later on. I get it. But it is frustrating. So you, you know? see, so you have to adjust your thinking to the point <laughs> where it, it's no longer thinking about it as an anthology. Yeah, These are uh, it's self-contained. It's, it's me, not 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 them. Obviously, yeah, it's 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 not that they're self-contained episodes because they are, but they're not. They're self-contained, yeah, exactly. open-ended episodes that are that are tenuously connected by an event that we haven't experienced yet. <laughs> and that it just, I'm going to replay this over after we record this because you just saying that is a problem. I, I think that that's that how is comic a, books are written. That's how literally like I like 
that that's how comic books are written that's how uh to a point but that's how um um a lot of a, a, a lot of things are written to a point but it's i think the reason why it's irking you is because one you came in with a one mindset two they're not tying up any of these aspects that uh, well other than like the first two episodes they're not actually tying up the ends of their episodes they're leaving them open ended and three you're expecting every episode to have some kind of like meaningful story and sometimes they just want to have want to have fun and that is that that is the problem you're you're 100% right and shows do that and especially animated shows they do that a lot and and oh yeah here's some here let me let me let you know let me let you know in on this right now anime does that shit a lot too so you better get used to that oh boy here we go all right so (laughs) you're absolutely do they literally that is will, that is my problem a, they will literally be running a story and then in the middle of the story there's just an episode that's just kind of a fluff episode that just allows everybody to slow down for a second that has nothing to do with the story but it's about the characters mm-hmm. and it's lighter than everything else and it's literally just character building at that moment uh okay you're what you're saying it, about the show, this show, uh, what if is correct. You're correct in what you're saying. That's why these things are bothering me. Um, I don't think, I don't think I'm necessarily wrong in being annoyed by it, but I can see where I should be able to change my expectations to not allow myself to be as annoyed as I am. However, we have like one episode left, and I don't know two. We have two left. Today's and next week's. Oh, I thought this was the last one. Okay. Nope. All right, so we have two. That that gives me a little bit of a better feeling then, because I was like, how are they going to wrap this up in one episode? It would be like Game of Thrones last season where they have you know, the fight against the White Walkers and it's finished in one episode. That was the most unsatisfying thing in all of all of show them. And it was so anticlimactic. Um, anyways, um, I, I will say the one thing that this this episode did confirm for me 100 percent. I fucking hate Captain uh, Marvel. I think she's a terrible shit character. And the fact that it's not even Brie Larson that was voicing her just shows me it's the character that I dislike, not the actress. Because she was shit in this episode. She had no reason to be such a fucking asshole to Thor. Like, you were brought in to stop him. She could have had a nice conversation with the dude, explained her situation before just being a total piece of shit like i i hated her in this episode hated her and so so you're you're trying to tell me you really think her coming down and trying to talk to the frat boy was gonna work it would be better than just like starting an all-out fight with him talking down to him like he's a he's a alien god like what did she expect was gonna happen with just coming in with that hostility and her just attitude and the way she talks and it's the way she's written it's not Brie Larson 
it's the way that they have portrayed this character. I hate. I just hate it. She was terrible, in my opinion. I just dislike her as a character. I wish she wasn't that way because she's not that way in the comics. In the comics, she's one of the people that I, you know, people that I like the most. I would actually like make her a leader in the comics. And they have, and it worked. In this, she just seems like uh just like disgruntled. I don't know what it I can't I can't put the my finger on what it is, but I hate her. I feel like in the I feel like they take her worst aspects from the comics and um and then focus on those and not the ones that actually have made her a good character. Absolutely. And this episode just solidified that thought for me because I it's no secret I've told you before I dislike that uh Captain Marvel movie. Um after a couple of rewatches there's things I like about it but that character in particular, I dislike. And she's she has a few moments in Endgame where I'm like, okay, she's that's kind of cool. Like she says a few things, but she's hardly in that movie. So, um, but it's just it's not Brie Larson because before I was like, oh, maybe it's Brie Larson's portrayal of the character that I dislike. No, it's the way she's written and it's the thing she's being written to say and the things that she's being written to do that I dislike. So I'll, I'll get off of that now. It's just one of those things that struck me when I was watching this. I was like, oh, yeah, I hate Captain Marvel. Like, <laughs> I wish I didn't because I want to like her, but I do not like her at all. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, had, no, I, had, I had no thoughts about really other than uh, either either way about the character in the, in the episode. I figured it was just the only character you could put into that role. So I was just like, whatever. Yeah, I guess so. And I mean, she does a little bit of redemption towards the end, like to make herself look a little better and, but not enough for me to be like, Oh, okay. I like you again. It was just, I, I, my, again, it's not whether a character, the, the character or not. I, I kind of just disagree with that whole situation with your whole take on that whole situation. Cause he was an asshole and he was a frat boy asshole and a drunk frat boy asshole at that. So like I, you're, there was, there was, there was no way that situation was going to go any way, but the way it went, I don't care what you tell me I've dealt with enough of those. I'm still dealing with enough of those. Cause I live in a college town. So you're not going to tell me that she could have came down and try to do anything other than try and flirt with him that would have gotten his attention in a positive manner. But Jane Foster was able to rectify the situation and she's not a cosmic being. Jane Foster wasn't able to rectify the situation. Jane Foster wasn't able to rectify shit until she went to mom. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She was the one who went to thought about going to his mom. Now I'm not saying this is also a very silly fucking episode. So Yes, the whole thought of you have to go to his mom to make him stop is silly. But at the same time, like you're not saying anything about the fact that Maria Hill was literally about to nuke nuke places. That that's the kind of shit that I'm talking. You're talking about Captain Marvel being all gung ho, but you're not saying anything about Maria Hill getting ready to nuke shit. Yeah, but Maria Hill was doing it for the greater good. So was Cap. Who the fuck do you who brought in Captain Marvel? She didn't just show up on her own. 
No, I know that, but I mean, then then, then that whole point is moved. That but point, Captain is Marvel is supposed to be a leader. Is supposed to be somebody who can defuse situations and like stop things. For her to I'm just sorry, go in no. and start a no, battle no, 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 in, no, in no, on no, Earth makes no sense. Then I don't know what you comics you're reading. This chick literally started Civil War too. She does not defuse situations. She does not do that. She's. This is why I said. This is why I said they focus on her. Her, her negative aspects more than they do anything else because she does have positive ones to balance them out. But the ones that get her into the trouble is the fact that she's so freaking headstrong and, 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 and thinks because she's so powerful now that she just thinks she could just jump into any situation and punch and shoot and blow shit up. Yeah. And, that's what I hate about her. Yeah. You're right. Okay. You're and right. that's how she is in the comics. It's literally going down right now like that. So it's 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 so like the the fact that yes she's a leader in the comics is because they allow the other sides of her to show. We haven't had enough time for them to show those other sides. So right now she's just a big gun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And 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 that's how they used her. And that's how literally I mean if you look at the way they wrote her even in the end of that the, the for the for end game before infinity war and everything else but the beeper is literally just break glass in case of emergency right so she she that's what she is she's technically just a blunt object to be used in those well as of right now and that's, that's how shield is going to use and that's her. my problem with her as a character because it's not that's not a character no, I mean, it's not. And, and, and yeah, that's you're right. Why, but and you're right. What you're saying is right. That's the reason why I dislike her. Yeah, um, and they should. And that's why we need to see more nuances from her. Like, it's, yes, it's it's one of the reasons why I'm hoping like Marvel ba Marvel's balances it out is is that I'm hoping the whole situation with um Monica allows her to see that she needs to be the leader that you're asked that you want her that you want her to be because yeah. right now she's technically just the soldier yes and she's stuck in that was my problem with the movie overall there was no arc for that character right movies need to have a character arc you know what i mean and her arc was there was none it was just she started as a disgruntled badass finding out her past but not like in a way that it changed or molded her into a different person you know what i mean she started right. a from part point a to point fucking z she was the same exact character but here's and the she thing never really changed when you, that's why when you're writing like a well when you write a character especially if you're going to do the past being their thing you need a whole other movie and so on to work on who they want to be now that they figured out who they yeah, are. you're right. You can't really just jump into them being, oh, I, I found my past and then boom, now I know who I am. <coughs> Excuse me. Because that in and of itself is another journey. Yeah, that structure of that first movie is garbage, honestly. It, it was, yeah, I will say it was an awkward way to tell an origin story because of the fact that you had the whole amnesia mm -hmm. mystery aspect as to who they are and 
by doing that, you kind of shot yourself in the foot because you, like you said, you don't allow for character growth. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah. But I definitely understand way. what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, um, and, and and you you make valid points. I mean, you, now that you pointed out, yes, she is headstrong in that, but that's the that's the problem. Everything she's been in the MCU is so one sided that that's why I dislike her. Um, if she had some of the nuance and some of the uh, some of the balance that's in the comics, why you do like her, it would be different. Um, but so, she needs a show if anything, of her own, whether it's animated or live action that talks about all those indeterminate years in between while she's out in space so that we can see some character growth. Because God knows she had to go through some crazy shit out there dealing with a bunch of alien refugees and meeting all new kinds of species. And well, I mean, at that point, she had already been in space for what, five some odd years. So she was new species isn't going to be a thing. But I feel like that whole time dealing with the scrolls and then you know possibly contacting um shield and all of that to start the creation of sword would be her character growth time and they may get into that in that secret uh secret invasion stuff i mean who knows but i i really feel like it just isn't it does a disservice to her character um not being able to have any kind of growth for that character it's just mm-hmm. you know she starts in in the movie it like i said it's she's the exact same and then again they didn't touch on this but they could have had like one line or something in the movie saying like you know they deprogrammed her to have you know to become the way she is or even like a boot camp because obviously she's a soldier have you know just like in our world they basically strip any humanity uh, and you know this isn't a negative thing it's the truth drill sergeants and things like that in the military the first thing they do in boot camp is to try to strip anything of your personality away so that you they can mold you and shape you in any way they want which if they had explored that and said anything like that in the movie i'd almost have a reason to understand why she is the way she is but without that you're just saying she's just an asshole you know what i mean the the thing is is that like you said she got she's been deprived of character growth and um it's funny because she got the she was the first um marvel female marvel character to have their own movie but Again, like I said, because of the way they chose to structure the film, they shot themselves in the foot and didn't allow for any actual character growth. Meanwhile, Black Widow was in, what, four movies before she got the chance to actually get the character growth that she deserved? Yeah, so five foot six. six Yeah, so... Right. It's it's a little weird, but it's, it's, it's a precedent for Marvel. It's like they don't it's like they're not sure how they really want to do this, but they want to do it, but they don't know exactly how. So this is why I'm hoping Marvel's, because it's going to be so heavy with characters that... And and, and three that, very different characters, which yeah, their interactions yeah. will lend to more growth with... Within, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, really, I really do agree. And again, 
shows are the way to go. We got a lot. We got a lot of uh, Monica and a little bit of time. Yeah. And, and that's what I, I would think I, I told you. I was telling everybody that would listen. It's like, get rid of Brie Larson and, and that Captain Marvel. Let's make Monica the new Captain Marvel because she's awesome. I love her. Um, but that ain't happening anytime soon. I know that. Um, but, yeah, hopefully she ends up becoming better later on down the line. But back to this specific episode. Again, you know, what we said and, and you know, it was just a fun episode. But that ending, it's setting up something big, the something big that we've been talking about for weeks now. So, uh, you know, I guess spoiler alert if anybody hasn't seen it, but the last few minutes of that episode, uh, actually the last minute, I'd say, is Ultron coming through with a army of Ultron soldiers. And in the middle, the actual main Ultron has the infinity gauntlet, not in his, on his hand. It's actually in his chest piece are what five, four of them. And the fifth one is the mind stone in his head and the, his mask kind of pops open and it's, it's a uh, vision. Yeah. He's got, he's got five out of the six on his chest and then the fifth, and then the sixth one on his That's head. what it is. Five out of six. On and his I, chest. I, it yeah. was, yeah, that here's, I have the poster as my wallpaper. And so there's two characters that we have not seen yet. And we just saw the one, which was the Ultron Vision or Ultra Vision. Yeah. And the other one is um, Gamora and basically a version of Thanos' armor with the dual sword. Yeah. And so I, we know we're going to be seeing those in the next couple episodes. Yep. And I'm really looking forward to how this is going to end. Um, but... I'm kind of really hoping that we get another season of this along with Loki um, before Multiverse of Madness, because that would be fantastic. Yeah, I think this is going to end up lining up with the exact time in Loki when all of the reality starts splintering and and branching off. Um, The fact that the Watcher wasn't able to see it kind of you know, tells you that. So the only thing that I would say is obviously they're going to go to, they're going to have that team of everybody from the different realities facing off against ultra vision and his army. And it looks like they're going to reenact the battle of New York scene with it the spinning camera around the team. So I'm really excited to see that. I'm exciting to see. I'm excited to see where that's going to go. Yep. Um, so like you said, two, two episodes left and we are going to know, we're going to know exactly what's happening here. If they do come back for another season, I'd like to see them explore other characters, not so much the main characters. If they went off on one shots on, crossbones or what he could become because we never got a proper crossbones in the in the mcu and mm-hmm. he's one of he's a he's a character i really enjoy um but there's just so so many places that it could go you know i'm looking i i'm i'm really liking it i i'm hoping that the next season like if there is a second season is like you said something different some deeper cuts and yeah and like that that would be very interesting 
and by that, that just, time that just plays on moments from from the movies that we've seen right and that by that time we'll have a few more movies out a few more things have happened so yeah it'll definitely be interesting um so i guess with that we'll, we'll wrap this episode up and uh i will say thank you guys for listening um we will see you next week to talk about last week and we will have our new third co-host joining us that will be tone so can't wait for that um thank you guys thank you brian pleasure we will see you guys next week